Steakhouse on a Thursday. Uh, Mike Johnson is going to be at the top of the hour. John Fricky in for Steak and Sandra today at 404-726-0929. There are bowl games today, four more of them. I, you know, Oren, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. You know, I'll be somewhat interested in the first, I don't know, five to seven to ten minutes of the Georgia game, and then when it gets out of hand, I'll probably – and it's going to get out of hand. And Florida State's got nobody. Lad Man, McConkey he, he announced. Nobody. Yeah, Lad yeah. McConkey announced this morning he was uh, he's going to play. Has not decided on whether or not he's uh, going to declare for the NFL draft, but he's playing. Javon Bullard announced he was playing. Kamari Lasseter said he was going to play. And then you got Brock Bowers and uh, Amarius Mims. Amarius Mims. Two guys who originally we thought weren't going to make the trek down to Miami. Uh, they're going to make the trek down to Miami the next day or so, and they're going to decide whether or not they want to play. So it's uh, a bit of a I don't. It's a culture change or it's a culture thing, I think, with UGA right now, the fact that they're not letting the fact that they're, they're not playing in the, in the playoff in the CFP sort of change their mindset right now about this bowl game. Like they're, They want to go out and win this bowl game. They want to go out and get this victory. Uh, Kamari talked about going and doing this for the seniors, sending them out on the right note. So their mindset right now is that, hey, it's a game, and if you're healthy and if you're able to play, they're going to try to play in it. And so um, we'll, we'll get certainly into that as we get towards the game on Saturday. A little bit more tomorrow, but one of the reasons I'm having a hard time getting into bowl games, so we'll get back to our discussion about Russ with the callers here in just a moment, is because they're like, they're like because Kirby Smart's going to play this the right way. I mean, he's going to play it like a preseason game. He's going to let his starters play a few, a uh, couple of series, and then he's going to be playing a lot of the guys that are going to be coming back, get a look-see next year. Because, you know, North Carolina played yesterday, got beat 30-10 to 10 by West Virginia. But you know, nobody played for North Carolina. I mean, Drake May's gone, et cetera, et cetera. USC uh, played Louisville and beat Louisville 42-28. to 28. Caleb Williams didn't play. You ever heard of Miller Moss? Miller Moss, okay? He's Maybe we'll hear from him next year. He's about to be on everybody's uh, All-American list, short All-American list for okay. next season after that bowl game. <laughs> Six touchdown passes by Miller Moss. Of USC. All right. Okay. You know, fine. Good. Uh, today we've got uh, SMU and BC starting in about an hour in uh, Fenway Park. So we got bowl game at Fenway Park, and then uh, at 2 o'clock we got a bowl, bowl game at – Yeah, same sideline bowl. Then we got a, a bowl game at Yankee Stadium, the Pinstripe Bowl between uh, Rutgers and Miami. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is today. We've been waiting for it. NC State and Kansas State, not really, but you, you get the picture. And the Alamo Bowl is tonight between Arizona and Oklahoma. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, you're probably watching. I'm not. Normally, you know, it used to be when I was a younger, younger man, I would watch literally every bowl. Of course, there weren't, there weren't 41 of them or whatever there is now. Uh, there were probably 20. But I would pretty much watch every bowl game. Now, I, I, have, a, I have not watched one second of one bowl game so far. I have, don't care. I, I don't want to say anything. I mean, if you're a fan of one of the teams that's playing today, great. Otherwise, I have no rooting interest in any of these, so what's the point? Uh, I'm opting out as a fan. Um, that and or my my mom, the priest, is coming into town tonight. She doesn't want to watch the uh, the Pop-Tart Bowl or the Pinstripe no. Bowl or the, nope. the Fenway Bowl. No, I think if I look at my mom and the priest and say, hey, mom, right after dinner, we're going to watch uh, the NC State, Kansas State Pop-Tart Bowl. She's going to look at me and say, yeah, I didn't come here to watch the Pop-Tart Bowl. Well, if you're not going to watch the Pop-Tart Bowl, John, what are you going to do tonight? 
<laughs> I probably just sit and yak. Oh, you look at pictures, right. things. You know, I mean, you just visit. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, that tends to be the way so it is. You, All right, so we're talking about Russ Wilson coming out of the market, uh, and, and we're going to get to your calls at 404-726-0929 in just a second. So I want to reset this. Denver's having a divorce. Uh, they're going to owe Russ Wilson uh, like $37 million, something like that, okay? Close for next year, and they're on the hook for it. But they're going to cut him uh, off from playing because they don't want him to get injured because if he got injured in the final two weeks of the year, it would kick another year in automatically of the of the deal because it's such a bad deal. And so he's going to be available in March. And uh, you start to look at your options here. And, again, we can't know if Justin Fields is an option. I, I would love that to be an option. You know, we'll send, I'd send you Ritter and a second-round pick to Chicago to get Justin Fields in a heartbeat, Okay. And have Justin Fields and Taylor, Taylor Heineke as my quarterbacks next year. If that's that would be my option number one, but my option number two might be Russ Wilson because there's no other free agent quarterback that that's going to be available. Somebody said to me, "Hey, Kirk Cousins is a free agent. You really think Minnesota's going to Minnesota going to? And do you want to pay Kirk Cousins thirty five million dollars? Kirk Cousins? I mean, I guess I think that if if we get a free if we listen to me." If the Falcons or get a free agent quarterback not named Russ Wilson, I think that free agent quarterback is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Do you really want Ryan Tannehill? Because I think that I think it's what Arthur Smith will do. What's that? Uh, that little sound bite we've been playing the last couple of days you were hosting last week on Dukes and Bell. That 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 Carl laugh. Yeah, that's yeah, what that I think Carl about laugh? that Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, the possibility of Ryan Tannehill being here. Carl Dukes laugh. Dot sound bite. Purnell's on with John, uh, Oren Romain running the show at the Mothership, and you, you want Russ Wilson on this team? I, I think it's a better option than most. i certainly be making calls, but how do you feel? Hey, Purnell, welcome hey, to the show. Morning. Hey, good morning. Great show, y'all. Great show. I'm going to chime in on this now. Um, just hear me out. Just hear me out. And I'm going to let all the mic know, hey, I need a job. <laughs> so, basically, Russell Wilson would be a good fit from a community standpoint and a PR standpoint. However, if you look at the past couple of years, Russell Wilson had the highest percentage as far as passing the ball deep, and we're trying to deliver the ball. Now, understand, if they do decide to get Russell Wilson, the incentive to get Russell Wilson in here would have to be possibly getting a passing game coordinator at Miami, who is Darrell Belver, which Darrell Belver was the offensive coordinator for Seattle Seahawks from 2011 to 2017, as of course they won the Super Bowl and got there twice. And as far as Justin Fields, I feel that'll be a good pick as well because the fact that the matter is Luke Getsy, who is the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, was up on the Matt LaFleur, which Arthur Smith was also up on the Matt LaFleur. So I think Justin Field will grasp Arthur Smith's offense real quick and be able to handle business with the Atlanta Falcons as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm just wondering, uh, look, again, with Justin Fields comes, you know, not only, you know, it's basically a two-year deal. Um, because you'd have to pick up his fifth-year option. But, you know, I mean, you're willing to roll the dice with Justin Fields. I, I don't know if there's there, – look, there's no perfect answer out there uh, for the quarterbacking situation of the Atlanta Falcons. I do know that it's what kept the Falcons out of the playoffs this year uh, was the failure at that position. I mean, there were a lot of things that happened. I mean, injuries happened. Certainly Grady happened, and they missed Troy Anderson and things of that nature. But what kept the Falcons, if they, by the way, if they don't make the playoffs and their playoff chances actually went up slightly last week, they could be a wild card. They could still be NFC South champions with two weeks to go. But if they don't make it, and it's more likely than not that they won't make it, 
uh, what will have prevented them from making it is, the again, the play of the quarterback. And even if they did make it, if by some miracle, you know, and uh, Tampa lost his last two games and the Falcons won one of them and, and uh, beat the Saints, uh, then they're in. Um, how long are they going to last? It doesn't change the fact that they still need to address the quarterbacking situation in the offseason. Make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, doesn't change the fact that they need to address the quarterback situation. 404-726-0929. Let's go to Dave. He joins John. Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, John? How you feeling, brother? I am feeling pretty good, Dave. So what do you think, Dave? There you go. What do you, what do, you right, do? So in the word In the words of the great uh, future, I got it out the field. Forget Russell. We don't need Russell Wilson. Let's get it. So I'm 26, 26 for a, uh, a pennant. That's, that's, that's decent. The knee surgeries, that worries me a little bit. But um, we don't need we, – we, we don't need uh, – we don't. We don't need Russell. Keep Russell. Keep Russell where he's at, or see what. Let, let Russell go somewhere else and mess somebody else's team up. Um, I, I'm in with Bo Nix. I like Bo Nix. Actually, I think Bo Nix would actually be a really good sign for us. So I, I say, I say, go on, draft Bo Nix. We can keep Ritter. Let Ritter hang around. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so exhausted with the Ritter whole Ritter thing. I'm. It's just exhausting. I'm just tired of hearing Ritter. Period. It's exhausting, man. But uh, like I say. The great word of the future, we got it out the field, forget Russell. Not like that, that's the PG version, but that's what he says. I, I'm going with that. No Russell Wilson, no Russell Wilson down here in Atlanta. Um, and then a quick question for you, what do you think about Genda? The Genda signing, the Genda move up, uh, the linebacker, what do you think? What, what's going on with that? Do you think we're going to let um, uh, Ellis flow around and blitz a little bit more? How you guys feel about that one? All right, thanks, guys. Well, I mean, I mean, Genda was what he was a – XFL or USFL, one of those two, player of the year, defense player of the year, right? Orin, I think. Um, he's he's been on the team. He's, you know, obviously I don't think he's ready to play. We'd see him, uh, so we'll see. I think Nate, Nate Lamon's done a pretty good job this year. I've been really impressed with Nate Lamon. I mean, Caden Nell's done a really good job. They've been upgrades. The Falcons uh, linebackers have played better than they did the last uh, couple of years. Their secondary certainly has, even with some of the breakdowns back there. Uh, with you know Richie Gant, you know certainly had you know, granted two or three big breakdowns, and Clark Phillips had some rookie breakdowns. Could add a couple of breakdowns. Uh, but still, overall, I think when you include all the uh, good plays they made and the fact that Jesse Bates is a first-team All-Pro guy and should be top five for Defensive Player of the Year, um, and the line has played better. I mean, there have been more sacks. than What do we have, 26, 27 so far this year, something like that? We only had 21 last year, so we're going to be around 30, 31. So the defense has done really well, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. Again, I think – You've got to, you know, make a couple other adjustments in the offseason. Yes, you need to go kind of fix your wide receiver core. There could be another offensive lineman or two put back into the mix. Uh, you have to see how healthy Grady is going to be. All, all those things, I mean, but those are going to be par for the course in any offseason. But one thing is absolutely certain. Until they fix this quarterbacking situation, no matter everything else you, you do around it, you're not going to be able to – it's just not going to work. Which is why Russ Wilson has to be, in my world, I think you have to consider it. Justin Fields may not be available. New coach in Chicago may say, I want to keep him. I don't want Caleb Williams. I want this guy. I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. And and then if you don't do that, 
are you going to be able to draft depending on where you're drafting? Are any Penix or Bonix even there? And if you're Arthur Smith, do you want to put your future, your one year, keep this in mind, guys, one year future of Arthur Smith if he's back in the hands of a rookie? All right. Uh, let's take your calls at 404-726-0929. We'll talk about that as we continue next. Steakhouse with John Fricky in for Steak and Sandra today on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Well, this week is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to get all the big bowl games coming up here. Got an interesting bowl game tomorrow night, for example, one that I might actually tune into. First one I probably look at, which is Missouri and Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow night. And then they'll have, uh, of course, uh, Orange Bowl. Uh, the, the fact that the Orange Bowl between Georgia and Florida State's a 4 o'clock kickoff bothers me a little bit, only, be, only to this degree. I grew up with the Orange Bowl always being the final bowl game of the year. And the Orange Bowl was always it. It was always last. It would start a half an hour or so after the uh, Sugar Bowl, and it would be a night game, always under the lights at the old Orange Bowl. And, and uh, daytime Orange Bowl is like, eh, okay. Uh, and then, of course, everything leading up to the semifinals on Monday, uh, 5 o'clock Rose Bowl between Bama and Michigan, 845 Sugar Bowl between Texas and Washington. And in and around that, of course, we have all the NFL. Uh, with all and there, this weekend we're down to cases with the NFL. It's going to be you know semifinals of college football. It's really if you're a football fan, this is the time of the year. And through all of this, the football stories that keep popping, like Florida State leaving the ACC and all that drama, and now this Russ Wilson thing that just kind of came to light yesterday. Um, this whole Russ Wilson fallout with Sean Payton and the divorce that's taking place there affects us because the Falcons are in need of making a change at the quarterback position, we think, and and we'll see. But I think as you start to, Oren, and we'll get back to your calls here in a second at 404-726-0929, we start to work through the options that may or may not be available to the Atlanta Falcons. Like, for example, Justin Fields. May it may not. I don't know what a new coach in Chicago is going to want in Justin Fields. And, of course, we'll see him, uh, you know, uh, you know, possibly, you know, coming up here in, in, in short order here. It, would I want to see him in Atlanta? Yeah, I, I would. That would be my first option. If I could get him for Ritter in a second-round pick, sure. And if they want to take Caleb Williams, of course. Uh, what other offers would they get for Justin Fields? Um, Russ Wilson may or may not be an option, only because he may want too much money, and there are going to be five or six teams that call. And, and I have to say that we have seen teams go into the veteran free agent market and come out with players like Derek Carr. How much money did the Swampers give Derek Carr down in Stinky Town to get him to come down there, and how how's that worked out for him? Yeah, not so great, huh? Right. Orrin, do I remember correctly in the offseason last year when NFL Network and, and, and ESPN Talking Heads and the folks at Swampers on, on, on Twitter were just gushing over the idea of Derek Carr being down in the swamp? Yeah, it was a talk that he was going to be the best quarterback in the NFC South before he played a snap. Great. And how's that worked out? Yeah, that's I my mean, point. Hey, it, it could be better. And then everybody started saying, well, you know, Gardner Minshew is going to be available from the Indianapolis Colts, and he may be. Orrin, did I miss something about watching Gardner Minshew last? Who was the better quarterback between Taylor Heineke and Gardner Minshew? It was very obviously Taylor Heineke, but there's a reason, like, I mean, we had comments that talked, uh, a guy called earlier and was uh, talked about how well Heineke's playing. 
Heineke was a starter, he'd be a starter somewhere. Same thing with Minshew. If Minshew was the starter, he'd be a starter somewhere because starting quarterback positions are such a prized commodity in the NFL. If you can start, if you're a starter, a team's going to snap you up, and you're going to be a starter for somebody. It's the reason why Gardner Minshew's a backup because he's a backup quarterback. Exactly, and that's what you saw last week. And as well as Taylor Heineke played against Indianapolis, let's not forget because we have short-term memory loss in some cases that he wasn't all that great when he did get a chance to start earlier in the year. And there were people saying, well, if you hadn't switched to Taylor Heineke then, maybe Ritter would have won you one more game. I mean, oh, my God. The options for the Atlanta Falcons may be limited. This is why I'm trying to brace everybody for the possibility that Arthur Smith is given a one-year reprieve and told directly by Arthur Blank that you have to make the playoffs in, in next year or you're out. And what are you going to do? I, what would you do? Or let me ask you this, and I'll get to a couple of calls. He's been given the one year. Let's just say that that happens because I think that's what's going to happen. What do you do if, you know, you're, you're not going to be in the long-term Russ Wilson thing or you're going to get outbid for Russ Wilson and Justin Fields isn't available because Bears decide to keep him, and, you, and you're picking 14th or whatever it is, and you're not going to be in the ability to draft a rookie. Would you put it – if you're Arthur Smith, would you put it in the hands of your rookie? Would you – Keep it as it is now with Ritter and Heineke and just take your chances. Or would you go get a free agent out there? In other words, could we really see Ryan Tannehill here if you're Arthur Smith and you're desperate to make sure you get somebody that doesn't just, you know, kill you at quarterback? They cannot leave the first round of the 2024 NFL draft without taking a quarterback, John. They absolutely cannot leave that first round without a quarterback. Whatever way they have to get one, they cannot there there is there's no other position, John, out there that is of the utmost importance to this team right now than quarterback. They have to, have to have a first round quarterback this year in the draft. So you would take a quarterback and you'd start him next year? I mean, do you take those lumps with him? Yeah, but if the mistake that was made with Desmond Ritter, I think maybe was the training wheels not being taken off fast enough with him to kind of see that. And there's, you know, NFL teams sometimes they don't want to throw those quarterbacks out there too early because of something happening and all of a sudden it affect it affects the quarterback going forward for the rest of their career. No, if you get a first round quarterback, like you gotta, hey, it's it's we got to go out there and see what you can do, and whether it be you know through pressure, through whatever, you know, you have to go out there and you've got to be able to go out there and produce early because that's – you have to justify that okay, reason that's for being what, the first-round that, pick. That's Oren, that, that's Oren speaking. Now, Oren, I need you to put yourself in the mindset of Arthur Smith. Do you think Arthur Smith would be inclined to do that? Because I don't. I think he's going to do the opposite of what he did with Desmond Ritter. I think that the, the training wheels are going to be off. I, I think that the safety gloves are going to be off. I think at this point or another, if he's going to tie his fate – to a quarterback, he's got to be able to know if that quarterback can play for him. So, yeah, I think he'll start. I think if there's a quarterback in the first round this year, that he will go out there and he will play early. All right. So that you you think if, if there's no Justin Fields and no Russ Wilson, you think that Arthur Smith will draft a quarterback and give him reins and give him free reign? I think even if there is a Russell Wilson or a Ryan Tant as a veteran quarterback taken, I still think that you have to take a first-round quarterback. Oh, year. I didn't say that. I'm, 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 I'm asking you – 
Who do you? All right. Again, all right, let me rephrase it. You put yourself in Arthur Smith's p- position here. You know, I, 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 if I rank the options, this is why I'm going back to Russ Wilson here. I think Russ Wilson is more of an option than you realize because if Justin Fields is not available or, or somebody else swoops in and makes him a better offer for Justin Fields, which could happen too, um, I think if you're if you're Arthur Smith and you have one year, I'm, guys, I'm trying to tell you, I think that Ryan Tannehill is a legit possibility. If I'm Arthur Smith, that's probably what I do. If you want to tell me that you're going to draft a quarterback, that's fine. But if I'm drafting a quarterback, then I'm getting rid of both Ritter and Heineke, and my quarterback room next year is Ryan Tannehill starting and Bo Nix the backup. That's my quarterback room. Because I can't take a chance on putting it in the hands of a rookie if I've got one year. And there's no no way I'm doing that. I just not. It's my, my starter next year, it, it, put it this way, Orrin, my starter next year has to be a veteran, okay? You know, and, and as low a, you know, a amount of experience as I would want would be somebody like Justin Fields. So I'm looking at Justin Fields. I'm looking at Russ Wilson. I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill. So are you doing, though, John, just extending that fate by year by year? It's like we talked it about doesn't contracts. Matter. I got one year. It does. I don't you care. got one year, though, but all right, one year. What happens the next year? Like, I don't know I, if I mean, a head coach. Next, the next year, but, but the next year is not relevant. And being so I got to save my job. John, yeah, but also, though. You save There's your no job. There's no forward thinking. No, 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 John. Or, no, no. There's no forward thinking. There's got to be it's forward thinking, ass. John. There's forward thinking. Because, no. Yes. Because, John, after that year is over with, do you go out and get another veteran quarterback the next year? Like, do you keep repeating the same thing? Like, you can't repeat the same pattern over and over and over what, again. Wait a second. Hang on. What's Arthur Smith's number one goal? To win? No. Well, yeah, but I mean, but but beyond that. To win, to save, to save, to save his job, right? It's just he doesn't it's very, care about twenty twenty five. I get that, and I understand that there's a focus that has to be on now and and in the now. But that's kind of myopic, though, John. Like you don't want to get so narrow minded too that you lose focus as to all right. I'm still, I'm not a one year coach here. I'm not a one year guy here. They didn't sign yes, me for one year. No, even saying that, John. He is, your goal has to be at the end of this year. Your goal has to be how do I continue to build this thing after this year? No, and if, if the goal does, is to does. win this year. If you think that Russell or Ryan Tannehill is going to be the guy for you for three years, then you make that commitment because three years down the line, you say that hey, we're going to continue to win with this guy at quarterback. If no, not, no, no, no. You're missing the point here. No, no, no. I'm bringing Ryan Tannehill in to be a one-year stopgap guy to save my job, and I'm drafting Bo Nix or Michael Penix or something. I mean, it, that, that's what I'm doing. What he used to say, can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, though. Like I understand that. Like it's. It can't just be all about the now, even though he has to win now, John. It is all about the now. When the owner looks at me and says, you must make the playoffs or I'm going to fire you. That That's only about the now. Do they have that conversation the next year too then? All right, well, you made the playoffs. No, the, no you made the playoffs. Okay, what now? That's why you draft. See, I think what's going to happen is I think that the, this is what I think is going to happen. As much as I'd like to have Justin Fields, as much as I would be in and certainly have a conversation with Russell Wilson, if I'm guessing as of today, the quarterback room next year is Ryan Tannehill and Michael Penix or Ryan Tannehill and Bo Nix. I think that's what the quarterback room is going to look like. I mean, it, I, As long as one of those guys is taken to the first round of the NFL draft, then I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm more on board with Penix than I am with Bo Nix, but – I'd like to have Jane Daniels here, but I don't know if he's going to be around when the Falcons pick in the double digits, so that might be out of luck with that. But 
As long as, as long as in that quarterback room, there needs to be a guy that was drafted in this year's first round. Yeah, but there's also a possibility that it's Ryan Tannehill and Desmond Ritter. And the reason that that possibility exists is if we go out and get a Ryan Tannehill for a one-year stopgap, then we'll figure out the quarterbacking situation next year because Jared Verse is sitting right there. Again, this isn't this. We should not be having this conversation. The conversation we should be having is, hey, how do we match up against the Cowboys or the Eagles? You know, you know, the Niners. That's the conversation we should be having. But instead, we're having this one. And I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of of the guy that's in charge, because if he survives, and I think he will, he's going to be ordered to achieve a certain number next year. And I, I cannot see him just saying, yeah, sure, we'll, just, we'll roll with the rookie. I just, that is not fly in my world. But stranger things have happened with this bunch. Quick break as we continue. Uh, Mike Johnson, top of the hour on this Thursday. John Fricke in for the Steakhouse today on Sports Radio 92. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Bringing you the NFL on Saturday night. Saturday night. The segment of the Steakhouse, Mike Johnson, top of the hour, taking until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Ahead of uh, going to be what is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, going to be a lot of fun here through New Year's Day, through the semifinal games on Monday. And, of course, the Falcons and the Bears, the Bears from Soldier Field in Chicago on Sunday. Our coverage will begin at 9 a.m. with the Wait for Tailgate show. That will be Harper LaBelle, Joe Patrick, and myself. And then uh, Mike uh, Johnson is coming up top of the hour. Chris Goforth with the Network pregame show. And then the call of the game, 1 o'clock kick at Soldier Field with Wes and Dave. In what, of course, is a must win for the Atlanta Falcons with Taylor Heineke making his next start as the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. And a couple of things are true about this whole quarterback debate uh, discussion that we've been having, Orrin. One is, if it comes down to Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke, I'm pretty sure the Falcons are going to keep Desmond Ritter and get rid of Taylor Heineke. Uh, it's just a money thing. I think he makes a lot more money than Ritter does, and they're going to need money elsewhere. So that may not be what you want to hear. But as we talk about Russ being available, will the Falcons uh, in March explore it? I'm sure they will, uh, unless they already have you know something else in mind, like Justin Fields. Will they explore Justin Fields? Again, I'm sure they will. Will that happen? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I said, uh, you know, will they draft a quarterback? I, I, I don't know. I have to brace you for the possibility, anybody out there, that if they're looking at bringing in a veteran free agent quarterback and having a, a younger quarterback behind that person, they may value, it's possible, Oren, that they may look at Michael Penix and Bo Nix and value Desmond Ritter more. That that would be their evaluation. may not be yours, but it may be theirs. I agree with you on that one, John. Uh Kind of sucks that Heineke's been in the league as long as he has been being a veteran because veterans just cost more. And Desmond Ritter does not cost that much, too. So the good news is that if, hey, if if that's the case, you have that quarterback room that's going to combine next year, cost you less than, what, $8, 9000000 million, hey, that's money you can spend elsewhere if you get other positions upgraded, too. So All right, so given all the options here, just let me ask you, Oren, because I'm curious as to your opinion. Given all the options that are available to you, uh, who do you – it's a two-part question. 
Who would you want to be the starting quarterback, given all the options available to you? Who would you want to be the starting quarterback day one of next year for the Falcons? And who do you think it's going to be if it's not the same guy? By all the options available, I have my pick of any one of the top ten as well. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'd love to have Drake May or Caleb Williams here, but no, no, no. But that's not an option. That's not that's not an option. The options available to you are Taylor Heineke, Desmond Ritter, a free agent quarterback, Justin Fields. uh, You know, one of those guys. I mean, if your options are trade for Justin, pick up a free agent, or have the current uh, crop crop or a second tier is probably a poor choice of words rookie. You know, that's the group uh, that we're talking We're talking about. All right, we're talking about Michael Penix, Bo Nix, uh, D- Taylor Heineke, Desmond Ritter, you know, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, that kind of group. I mean, of that group of people, who, would you, who do you want to have be the starting quarterback and who do you think will be the starting quarterback? I'm holding out hope that Jaden Daniels falls to 10. That's my hope. That's my, my pie-in-the-sky wish right there. But if that's not the case, then I don't – think Michael Penix would be bad. I say that at the quarterback, like not without a – doesn't sound very hopeful right there. I, I, I'll i take the rookie over the vet and the, uh, and the trade for Justin Fields. Okay. Now, what do you think they'll do? What do I think they'll do? That's what you want to do. What what do you think they will they will change? Here's the thing, though, John. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Even you, you, you make the point that – Arthur Smith has one year, and this is what he would do with one year. I'm not even sure if he would do that, though, John. It's just it's because of just what you saw this year from the guy that you thought was going to be your starting quarterback for the next what, 10 to 12 years and what Justin Fields is going to cost out there in Chicago and what you'd have to pay in additional years for Russell Wilson and – how Ryan Tannehill has what, looked. Wait, stop, stop, back up here. What, what do you mean what Justin Fields would cost? In terms of a draft, in terms of draft, uh, in terms of equity, what you have to give up uh, trade-wise. Ritter in a second. A second is a lot, though, John. And, and I'm just, just asking. I mean, if yeah, that's I, what you're I, at. I, yeah. I don't know. That's what I would want to do that if I was Arthur Smith. It's just There's a lot of uncertainty as to where they want to go. Like, it's just – we're in a weird position right now where I feel like they can't get out of the first round without a quarterback. But even saying that, I still don't know where they go at that position next year. But I just only need to upgrade it. All right, so what I would want, if the, if the, if the ask is Ritter in a second, I'm not giving her a first. But if the ask is Ritter in a second, I would want Justin Fields to be the starting quarterback of this team next year. I don't think Russ Wilson, even though we had explored a little bit today, is really an option for this team. What I think is going to happen is I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starter for this team. And I think the quarterback room, I know, (laughs) I know, I think it's going to be Ryan. I think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. I think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill and Desmond Ritter. Oh, my God. Well, I hope Arthur Smith ran it. Yep. I'm just telling you, that's what I think is going to be. Now, they may surprise us. They may go after Russ. And, look, we've seen, you know, them make a big splash and go after a big free agent at quarterback that's, you know, going to cost you a lot of money. And, you know, and do I need to remind you of Deshaun Watson? Okay. Because um, there, there, there was a hot minute there, Oren, before the um, 
Cleveland Browns swooped in with $230 million deal at the last moment that we thought Deshaun Watson was a Falcon. We thought that was a – I remember Hugh and I and you talking about that. We think that we thought this was a – remember, it was a done deal. What gives you the idea, though, John, like the impression that the Tannehill era in Atlanta will be any better or any different than the Mariota era in Atlanta? Because, again, these are two quarterbacks that played yeah, no, I in know, that Arthur I know. Smith system in Tennessee. I know. I know. I, you know, I, I guess they, they would just view Tannehill as somebody who would be – Sort of like Taylor Heineke, a guy that won't turn the ball over, and you know, and probably has a better arm than than Heineke does. And uh, again, we don't need our quarterback to make plays. We have plenty of playmakers. We just need our quarterback not to not to lose games for us, which is exactly what happened. And I think that that may be the case that you know that they he's not willing to roll the dice with a rookie. Uh, he can't bring in Ritter. He can't get Fields. So therefore, I think his default will be to go. He knows my offense. I know he's not going to put us in a bad spot. He's just going to get the ball into the hands of all the playmakers, and I can work with that. I think that's going to be – because remember, again, in his world, in Arthur Smith's world, if he's brought back next year, which I think is going to happen, he is going to be told directly, you must make the playoffs or you're gone. So, you know, in that case, he's not thinking about 2025. And the problem with that kind of position to put – a and, and Oren's right, by the way. When you put a coach into that position, which is why I, I personally, if they don't make the playoffs this year, and of course their odds are real slim, I think I would change coaches. Because even though I know it sets you back a little bit here, you are basically putting yourself into a position where if Arthur Smith does achieve what he does, you know, let's say he does make the playoffs, right? Oh, and then he gets to keep his job. Then what at quarterback? You get, now you, you still have the same problem next year, right? Well, why would he do that? Because his first priority isn't to the betterment of the team long-term. His first priority is to save his job. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, let's bring in a new coach. Or let's elevate Ryan Nielsen to head coach and bring in a young, hot play caller, which, by the way, I wouldn't be opposed to. I'd like to keep Ryan Nielsen because they're talking in New Orleans about possibly bringing Ryan Nielsen in for interviews to be the head coach of the Swamp. We may lose him. That's another thing to keep in mind. Mike Johnson, top of the hour. I'll be back 9 to 11 for Steakhouse with Oren tomorrow. Thank you to, to, to all of you who called in today. And tomorrow we'll get into a little bit of a big question about college football that I have with you that does not involve Florida State. Yay! Stay tuned as we continue right here on Sports Radio 92 in the game.